vitamin B12 or methylcobalamin as it's called now this is needed for the formation of red blood cells this is also needed to energize your body so it helps in giving energy from food to you it also helps in maintaining a healthy nervous system so these are the three very important functions of b12 and in india we see a deficiency of as high as 70 to 100% the reason to that is because vitamin b12 is only found in animal sources and most indians are vegetarian which is why this higher number now hey hi this is mustafa inamda science communicator at longevity india the goal of longevity india is to explain the science behind healthy aging so that you can use it and be healthier for that i interview researchers to understand the science behind aging doctors to understand the real world application of aging research and also economists to understand the social aspects related to aging this platform is free and available on most of the channels like youtube spotify and apple podcast Longevity India is sponsored by Decode Age, India's first longevity research company which provides longevity supplements and tests. If you want to work on your health, then Decode Age is a good starting point as they provide gut microbiome test and also biological age test with the help of which you can figure out what exactly you have to do to optimize your biology. But before starting anything, I urge you to understand the science behind it. and that is what we at longevity india are trying to do making science of being healthy simple so yeah let's continue with this amazing episode i hope you find it insightful so hi dr gitanjali how are you hi i'm good so welcome to longevity india podcast in this podcast we tell people how to live a longer and healthier life and today's topic is very interesting uh, which is the nutrients deficiency that is there in indian specially so before going into that can you please introduce yourself hi i'm gitanjali mengi i'm a clinical dietitian and a nutritionist with about 18 plus years of experience and uh, we've been dealing with cases like uh, obesity and uh, endocrinal uh, disorders and uh, you know diseases in the past we've also seen a couple of uh, cases like uh, underweight and things like that so we've been dealing with more clinical cases than otherwise yeah so gitanjali let let's start uh, with the talk of yours and the first thing that i wanted to ask you or uh, i had a request that can you please define what nutrients are nutrients hote kya okay so whatever food we eat energizes our body to jab hame energy milti hai तो वो एनर्जी के साथ खाना हमें और बहुत सारे एलिमेंट्स देता है जिसे हम न्यूट्रिएंट्स बोलते हैं सो दीज न्यूट्रिएंट्स आर द वन दैट एक्चुअली हेल्प अस इन गिविंग लॉन्गेटिविटी टू लाइफ दे आल्सो हेल्प इन प्रिवेंटिंग अस फ्रॉम अ लॉर्ड ऑफ डिजीजेस एंड डेफिशिएंसीज so in today's era what is happening is the kind of lifestyle that we are leading we are actually entered uh, you know an era where we are having a lot of deficiencies so today we're going to actually discuss about why these deficiencies which deficiencies and so forth so like when you said that you know today's lifestyle uh, 
is causing this uh, nutrient deficiency so what do you mean by today's lifestyle okay so first let me explain you from the base when you talk about nutrition nutrition is a science of food and how it energizes our body now when you look at nutrients nutrients are basically of two types one which are needed in large quantity which are called as macronutrients and the other which are needed in small quantity and called as micronutrients now macronutrients are carbohydrate protein and fat so they are the basic elements without which existence is not possible so that is macronutrient when you talk about micronutrients the ones needed in small portions they are vitamins and minerals so this is the broad category of nutrients now the most common deficiencies we are looking at these days so when you look at the most common deficiencies in india uh the number one deficiency in macronutrients that we have is protein deficiency as high as 80% of indians are protein deficit 880 so it's probably so, that i am also protein deficient uh, i guess 80% is a big number yes it's a very big number and how like if this protein deficiency is very severe or is it uh, tolerable i mean it's not very severe uh when you say very severe you would see a lot of uh, signs and symptoms typically quashiorkor and marasmus so these deficiencies are in highly um, you know uh, low income group or poverty based nahi matlab 80 80% jab bola mujhe laga ki matlab ji rahe honge wo log unko pata nahi hoga ki protein deficiency hogi exactly all right okay i'll just tell you so when we say gross deficiency abhi deficiency jo hai iske bhi do types hain ek to gross ho gaya yani ki bahut zyada deficiency to aise cases mein aapko fir symptoms dikhenge jaise ke quashiorkor marasmus jo ke bahut hi low lying areas mein dekha jata hai so right so now when you talking about uh, protein protein are the building blocks of our body and uh, we need almost pointed to 1 gram per kg body weight of proteins and this has to come from good quality sources so this is where we indians are lacking the quality of proteins that we are eating is not very great so we discuss this in detail later the second type of uh, nutrient which is deficit is vitamin b12 vitamin b12 or methylcobalamin as it's called now this is needed for the formation of red blood cells this is also needed to energize your body so it helps in giving energy from food to you it also helps in maintaining a healthy nervous system so these are the three very important functions of b12 and in india we see a deficiency of as high as 70 to 100% the reason to that is because vitamin b12 is only found in animal sources and most indians are vegetarian which is why this higher number now again 70 to 100% <laughs> and 70 to 100% vitamin b12 deficiency in india and 80% protein deficiency so we are quite uh, nutrient <laughs> deficient in india uh yeah so besides this we looking at vitamin b9 which is folic acid 
Now folic acid along with B12 what this typically does is this has a role in the formation of red blood cells. Now uh, again the deficiency in India that we're looking at is about 40 to 60 percent which is most commonly seen in preschoolers and adolescents right. So uh, vitamin B12 and B9 are very crucial from your health perspective from immunity perspective because they are needed to make your red blood cells which means uh, you know it's related to oxygen supply it's related to nutrient supply to the body to the cells yeah so that's about am i able to conclude this that if you are feeling energyless right if someone is feeling energyless probable reason ho sakta hai ke nutrient deficiency hai which is very common these days. बहुत लोग complain करते हैं कि यार energy feel नहीं हो रहा है, ये नहीं हो रहा है, खाना खा लेता हूँ, उसके बाद भी नींद आ जाती है, energy तो आती नहीं है. Alright, so भाई check करवा लेना, जो भी है. तो ये तीन nutrient. So ये तीन हो गए, protein, macronutrient, vitamin B12, vitamin B9. इसके अलावा we are looking at vitamin D. Now vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. And its main role in the body is to keep your bones strong for muscular contraction and to signal, you know, the muscular contraction signaling is also provided with vitamin D. So lack of vitamin D can lead to a lot of symptoms like cramping and weak bones and pain typically in the lower back. Uh, you know collarbone area so these are the kind of symptoms a person would see and again in, in the Indian scenario uh, the deficiency of vitamin D is as high as 55 to 90 percent the reason of this is because the prime source of D is animal based so the prime reason is because it's animal based but sunlight being the best source of vitamin D and I think it's plenty in India so um, we Indians should take advantage of that. But but precisely morning sun doesn't work these days because the pollutants are so high in the air. So so previously we used to give this prescription to patients that you go in early morning sun, take sun bath. But now the prescription has changed to between 10 to 12 noon because the sun is strong and your body is able to absorb that. Maybe that is for Mumbai people. I am from Bangalore. <laughs> their pollution is yes, low. Yes. So in the urban scenario, that's what we say. I'm uh, sure Bangalore is also getting polluted. So, but all right. So vitamin D deficiency. So four white, uh, four nutrients. Four we nutrients are done, and the last one is iron, which is a mineral. So we spoke of one macronutrient, three micronutrients: B12, B9, and vitamin D, and the fourth. I mean, the fifth nutrient we are talking about is iron. Now, iron is a mineral and this has a very important role in forming red blood cells and helping to supply oxygen and nutrients to your body. This is also linked to your immunity and to the mental functions. Now, in India, we've seen adult women having a condition called anemia. Anemia is where your iron levels are very low. And as high as 53% adult women are deficit in iron. So I believe 
the deficiencies of nutrients are very high in india and that's also because of the lifestyle that we are leading uh balanced diet is is a concept people are trying to uh you know uh, what do you say they are trying to have a balanced diet but maybe because of work they are time pressed and they are not able to manage it so these are the reasons for deficiencies and these are the five most common deficiencies so five deficiency we talked about including one macronutrient which is protein then three vitamins and one mineral which is iron एंड जब आपने बोला तो जब आप परसेंटेज बता रहे थे राइट नाइन्टी परसेंट फिफ्टी परसेंट तो सारे जो न्यूट्रिएंट्स है ऑलमोस्ट फिफ्टी परसेंट इंडियंस में नहीं है तो अब नहीं है तो क्या करें लाने के लिए <laughs> क्योंकि मतलब फिफ्टी परसेंट इफ यू कंसिडर ना वो जितने भी व्यूअर्स है जो भी व्यूज आएंगे इस पॉडकास्ट को उसमें से फिफ्टी व्यूअर्स जो है हमारे उनमें न्यूट्रिय डिफिशेंसी है होगी तो वो लोग क्या करें so we are going to discuss the sources of these yeah solution yeah solution uh, i thought you would want the causes of yeah let's let's talk let's first yeah okay uh fair firstly you want to know the reason why the deficiency is so high um two decades back nobody has ever heard what is a deficiency or three decades back there were people who rarely knew what is a nutritional deficiency but the rising trend of nutritional deficiencies is because of increase in population increase in pollution to give you an example vitamin d as we just spoke the best source is sunlight yes. now in the olden days we used to say that you take morning sun and that is going to you know give you your doses of vitamin d but because the pollutants are so high in the air we saying that these pollutants are affecting your absorption of vitamin d so that's one pollution second we are talking about the use of strong pesticides while growing food so these pesticides are coming in way of the uh, you know the absorption of the nutrients from food they are also affecting the uh the composition of food and the absorption of food so use of strong pesticides is another reason third is the use of gadgets and screens now right from children to age old people they are getting very addicted to these gadgets and screens and because of this what is happening is the release the uh you know the natural release of salivary juices which should happen when a person is eating food what happens is when you see the food your um <clears throat> your salivary juices are secreted and then that's how you chew your food well and you digest your food and absorb but this system is getting bypassed because of distractions while eating food this is one of the very important reason in today's era why we are facing a lot of deficiencies yeah besides this we are looking at the use of multiple drugs for example if uh, you know somebody has a headache or acidity it's so easy to pop a pill okay and this is actually becoming a very rising trend in the scenario of uh, you know polypharmacies increasing highly so this is leading to alteration in the lining of your gut 
now when you're going to take antacids or when you're going to take these drugs what happens is the acid levels the natural acid levels of the gut they drop so the absorption of iron the absorption of vitamins like vitamin k vitamin b12 gets altered so these are very important reasons of deficiencies that we are seeing yes and uh, i don't know i will I'll decide whether it should be part of uh, the podcast or not but I was this reading this book which is known as 10% human and the basic idea is that 90% you are microbes right and the gut microbiota as we all know degrades food it plays a role in secondary digestion and then you have your nutrients extracted and everything and this particular thing that when you take antibiotics right you are disturbing the gut microbiota at True. another level True. and if you are taking it like like indians do take it like kuch bhi hua to antibiotic le lo that's all now because of that this conditions which has resulted because of disturbed microbiome has arrived today because like in, i was reading in that book only that in 1960s we were not having the problem of obesity right obesity was not such a big problem but now it is an epidemic and that is because of all this ignorance that we have regarding our food and also the overuse of antibiotics and antacids also i recently came to know that antacids also disturb the gut microbiome to another level like more than antibiotic so yeah it's it's in fact uh couple of days back i read this data that when you take antibiotics your uh, gut micro microflora is disturbed for the next 6 months so to restore that it takes at least 6 months and here is an interesting fact that appendix appendix is not useless i was i don't know reading from childhood or anything but appendix is the reservoir of this gut microbiome that we have like there is cecum right which is the epicenter of uh, gut microbiome to that this appendix is attached and when your gut microbiome gets disturbed because of any other reason it is appendix that it restores its microbiome from and it was very interesting fact to know that's good so which is why people who undergo surgeries of appendix appendix Uh, you know where it's removed they typically face a lot of uh, gut issues after which a lot of allergies and a lot of uh, i mean drop in immunity so i think somewhere this makes a lot of sense what you just spoke contradictory because you know uh, earlier we didn't knew this and at that time we were removing appendix like anything exactly. <laughs> but now if you are going to an appendix surgery please consider this whoever is whoever is watching this all right so yeah we talked about causes any more causes of this nutrient deficiency we have covered uh let's talk about the natural food sources which would um, help us in coming out of these deficiencies correct now when you talk about natural food the bioavailability of this is much more than supplements uh it is said that natural food absorption is almost 80 to 85% Vis-a-vis supplements, where the absorption goes to as low as forty to forty-five percent, depending on the form, the composition of supplement, and the gut health, right? Uh, now, considering each nutrient and its source, the first we are looking at is protein. 
Now in proteins, we need protein of very high quality because as we just spoke, 80% of Indians are deficit. Okay. And high biological value proteins are the proteins which are seen in meat, fish, poultry. Besides this, we have whole milk uh, or rather milk and milk products, which are good sources. We are also looking at for the vegetarians, we are looking at soybean, which is a good source. Besides this, uh, somebody who is allergic to soya or doesn't consume soya and is a vegetarian, it's milk and milk products and even sprouts can be a good source for them. So pulses, legumes, these things can be taken into consideration in sprouted form. Because sprouting improves the protein content to almost double and it improves the digestibility of that um, bean. So sprouting is a good way. Uh, so that's about proteins and we are looking at vitamin B12. Now vitamin B12 as we know is found only in animal products. So typically the sources for vegetarians would be milk, curd and uh, organ meat is a good source. Then uh, we are talking about the liver of fish which is also a good source of vitamin B12 and of course meat, red meat. So besides B12, we're looking at vitamin B9, which is folic acid. Now folic acid is found in dark green leafy vegetables. I, I just wanted to tell you that whatever the sources you told about uh, vitamin B12, yeah. uh, what about people who are vegan? Precisely. So veganism, when you talk about these people have to take supplements of vitamin B12. So vitamin B12, vitamin K, uh, you know, calcium, these supplements become mandate over there. Okay, so any vegans listening to this podcast? And, unless they are into a lot of ragi, uh, you know, intake of a lot of ragi because that's a rich source of calcium for them. And okay. even dark green leafy vegetables, yeah, in calcium. For yeah. the vegans we're talking about. Yeah, but vitamin B12... Uh, vitamin B12 is only in animal products. It's not found in vegetarian they food. Need to take supplements for so yes, so the vegans would need a supplement for it. True. Right. So now we're talking about vitamin B9, which is folic acid. Now folic acid is typically found in dark green leafy vegetables, especially spinach. Spinach is a very rich source. Besides this, we have broccoli, beans, whole grains, uh, nuts like peanuts and sunflower seeds are also rich sources. Next we are looking at is vitamin D. Now sunlight as we spoke is one of the best sources and as we just said that the recommendation from early morning sun has changed to say between 10 a.m. to 12 noon because of the uh, you know the yes because of the pollution uh, besides this uh, looking at the food sources we have fatty fishes which are excellent source of vitamin D uh, then organ meat like liver whole milk and milk products so skimming is not a great idea when it comes to vitamin D because a lot of people when we diet what we do is we start taking skim milk slim milk and zero percent fat milk in these people the chances of deficiencies are very high right also uh, people who are vegetarian sun-dried mushrooms is a good source of uh, vitamin d besides this we are looking at iron now iron 
um okay iron is available in the heme form which is the most absorbable form of iron in non vegetarian foods like meat organs uh, organ meat but for the vegetarians we have something called as garden cress seeds uh garden cress seeds ko aap haleem bol sakte hain these are seeds which are a little slimy when you put it in water right so they've got quality like chia seeds when you put it in water it just uh, absorbs water and uh, these seeds have about 100% iron in them so people who are uh, deficit can use this by soaking it overnight or maybe they can make uh, you know like a porridge out of it or they could use it uh, as a laddu so these are the you know common ways of using haleem besides this uh, the other sources are bajra Uh, which is pearl millet then we looking at red poha uh, dark green leafy vegetables watermelon these are typical sources dried figs and dates are also good sources of iron so you know when you were explaining this thing uh, the first question that pop up into my mind is that how one would know that he or she is deficient in a particular vitamin or any other nutrient So in India as you know people are a little laid back when it comes to doing a test or you know checking for these biomarkers so we uh, analyze this based on signs and symptoms now iron deficiency signs are typically listlessness lack of concentration feeling dizzy so when uh, you know these sort of signs are seen lack of energy right so when these sort of signs are seen we need to get ourselves tested and accordingly so like first step would be observe the symptoms okay. and then do the test True. and then start a particular diet which is rich in the nutrient that you are lacking True. all right so any so this different nutrient deficiency will have different symptoms so if you can explain that so people you know will be useful to them uh you're talking about taking yes, an example yeah as for example you just talked about iron deficiency right, right. what about right. vitamin b12 right so when you talk about vitamin b12 deficiency uh the first symptom typically that one would see is uh you know lack of energy then uh, besides this there are problems like hair fall and uh, lack of concentration and uh, you know sometimes there is tingling sensation in the hands and feet and burning feet syndrome as we call it when the when the deficiency increases uh, you know when these people they walk they experience a slight uh, inflammation and burning in their feet so these are signs of vitamin b12 deficiency all right so yeah lack of energy might be a good sign i guess but that's a very common sign so it yeah. overlaps with vitamin d with iron with protein protein deficiency also will give you lack of energy because the muscle mass is low so main se soch raha tha ki agar lack of energy hai to ek bar test karwa lo and then you will get to know so jab aapko lack of energy hoti hai to usme a b c d e bahut test ho jayenge okay that's how it is agar aap specific dekh rahe ho like we know somebody like for example somebody the other day like a lady she was telling me that i have a lot of cramping in my feet lower back pain classic sign of vitamin d deficiency 
सो दिस इज हाउ वी पिक के ये टेस्ट तो कराना ही है इसके अलावा ऑफ कोर्स यू वुड डू the others also so if you are in bombay and you are having uh, energy deficiency then please contact dr gitanjali <laughs> anyone i mean they all are very yeah, good all the dietitians all the dietitians that we have okay so where were we prevention yes well uh, we've all heard the saying prevention is better than cure and uh, when it comes to prevention food is the number one source that we are looking at because as we just spoke that uh, absorption of nutrients from food is much higher than supplements so a well balanced diet is uh, something to you know help you in the long run to not let you go into any deficiency so the first uh, step towards prevention would be a well balanced diet then we are looking at improving your lifestyle now in lifestyle we talking about sleep physical activity food water these are all part of your lifestyle now sleep has a very important role to play because when a person sleeps in in, in uh, mumbai typically if i'm talking about uh, sleeping for 8 hours plus is a luxury so we say minimum 6 hours sleep maximum 10 hours so we average it to 8 hours but there are people who do not sleep for the minimum 6 hours as well and it's not only adults we talking about students obviously the reason is their studies which is a priority but that habit which is formed from that particular age is taking them uh you know towards growing into an individual who is not sleeping enough so that is one uh, area of improvement also we are looking at physical activity now there are a couple of people who do not have time to exercise now physical activity is done not only to uh you know keep a person fit but there are a lot of other reasons like your cardiovascular health your muscular health and uh you know to prevent you from a lot of diseases so if you're going to exercise for a minimum of 30 minutes about 5 to 6 days a week i think that is the basic necessity to have a good lifestyle yeah so a balanced diet good sleep physical activity and last but not the least we are looking at supplementation now two decades back we used to do supplementation or we used to suggest supplements in people who are 50 plus you know but now the recommendations have changed you have a question no i'm just surprised by the fact that yeah. you used to recommend 50 plus only so correct so two decades back the recommendation used to be in 50 plus we used to suggest supplements but now you know considering the deficiencies in 30 plus we need to suggest supplements or somebody who's exercising be 20 plus also you need to suggest a supplement if the diet is not correct yeah and supplements when we talk about we are looking at nutraceuticals in particular because uh now supplements are made of two types one which are chemically made in the labs and second which is made from food now the ones which are made from food are called nutraceuticals right and the absorption of nutraceuticals is definitely better and uh, the side effects of these would be less so we are looking at supplementation as nutraceuticals in the long run 
that should help to prevent these deficiencies along with a balanced diet thank you all right i had two questions yes. so now you uh, in the first part of this answer you told that we need to have a balanced diet now what do you mean by balanced diet yeah so this is a good question uh, this is actually to sum it up all balanced diet is based on five major food groups as we call it so the base is cereals so there is our diet is based on a food pyramid and the base of the food pyramid is cereals so cereals is all your grains like wheat rice gehu chawal bajra jowar all of that then comes fruits and vegetables as a second group yeah fruits and vegetables we need at least five servings a day so it could be one or two fruits and about two to three vegetables right uh then we have milk and milk products because they are the ones which give you enough minerals calcium proteins so that's the third food group fourth we are looking at are the meat fish poultry and uh, pulses and legumes and fifth which is the last is uh, fats oils and sugars which is needed in very small portion i mean to explain it to a lay person we would say that you need a uh, fat as much as a thumb so that's the only quantity that you would need so if you're taking these five food groups then i think uh, you wouldn't go into any deficiency Multivitamins, as we just said, used to be prescribed previously in the fifty plus. But yes, these days we do prescribe it to people as young as thirties and forties also. And the reason to that is because of their basic diet. So when we do the analysis of the diet and we see that their diet is not balanced, or maybe they are not spending enough time in eating their food, that's also one thing. See. A a person is eating everything but is still facing lack of energy. B a person is not eating enough. Yeah. Now person A who's eating everything maybe is eating it not in the right way. Is eating it too fast, not giving enough time to eat food. Is very stressed. So these can be the reasons of uh, you know the deficiency. So which is why when we prescribe a diet we analyze the diet we see for any signs and symptoms and then we prescribe a multivitamin so yes multivitamin has become a part of the diet thank you my pleasure